Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Anita Marr. How are you, Anita? Oh, hi, Shahid. I'm great. I'm great. It's an excellent day. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. No, no, no worries. So, you know, we usually like to have our guests uh, do their own introduction in their own words, if you don't mind. Uh, yes, yes. So basically, uh, I'm a registered trademark agent and I am uh, the CEO of uh, Trademark Angel Company. And we do uh, specialize in copyright and trademark registration, well, mostly trademark, uh, in many countries, including Canada, US, uh, Europe, Australia, China, India, pretty much like Mexico, like you name it. Like we file in multiple countries, but yeah, most of our clients are English speaking. And they're based in North America and Europe, and some in Asia. Uh, and we work a lot with Amazon sellers. I mean, that's our niche specialization. Like most of our clients, uh, I would say 70% sell on Amazon. Um, and we started working with them like five years ago when I set up the company. Um, so, yeah, pretty much um, that's how it goes. But we do oh, work with other clients as well, not just Amazon sellers. Oh, of course, of course. Um, that's that's wonderful. I I was a previous customer as well, so I know you um, are involved in various industries. And the one thing I liked about your company um, is the fact that you are broad, right? Like you're, it's not just special. You're not just looking at one country because I yeah. found that uh, many of the trademark, uh, the, they're usually you know only U.S. or maybe only U.S. Canada. Uh, but you're branched out in, in numerous countries. Yes, we do try to start filing in every country like where Amazon has presence. Uh, so like we file in United Arab Emirates now, for example. So as soon as Amazon opens a new country or adds it to it to its page, like brand registry uh, page, so we, we, we start filing there like Turkey. We file there as well now. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that we have uh, like as many customers like filing in Turkey, for example, as we have like filing in Canada or the US or UK. Uh, but still, I mean, it's good to uh, give our client an option to go to like one place and file all their trademarks and copyrights rather than going to different attorneys and, you know, finding this, uh, all these contacts and organizing payment. It can be a nightmare. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have to get licensed in each country when you open? Uh, well, yes, of course. So you do need to have uh, like a registered attorney, like a licensed attorney. So yes, we have a network of associates uh, who do our filings for us. Uh, and everything is filed by a licensed attorney, obviously, like in every country where we file. Like I myself, I'm a registered trademark agent in Canada. But we, like in every country where we operate, so we work with licensed attorneys and that's like, there is no other way to file. So we, like, if we, if we are asked question, I mean, we always double check with an attorney, like to get the right answer. I mean, obviously, basic things we know, but if it's something that needs, you know, uh, some specialized knowledge, then of course, we get clearance. And the, the same goes with all our trademark searches. Uh, I mean, everything is cleared by relevant attorneys. So that, you know, because the laws are different in every country, you can't just presume just because you know how it works in the US or Canada or the UK that it works the same way in Mexico. No, it doesn't. 
you know, it makes sense. Yeah, you must have the knowledge. And uh, I do recall that any question I would ask, um, you guys were very prompt in responding and providing a, an answer, a detailed answer. Like it wasn't a, a one or two words. I remember it was a pretty um, uh, detailed explanation of why and and what, why, who, you know, like you, you would, yeah. you would actually make it, you would outline it very clearly. So it didn't yeah. have to really ask more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually found all our emails. That's, that's actually, um, pretty fantastic that, uh, <laughs> uh, we were in touch before and now we found each other again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a small, small world. world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, small world. Like when I when I saw it pop up, I was like, "Oh wait, Anita! I know Anita." Yeah, I know. I, I recognized your name too, and then yeah. I thought, "Okay, he, he must be a client." But then I thought, "No, Different no, no, person. it's just just a coincidence." Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's wow. wonderful to to have you in this uh, environment, and you're doing great things. You know, you're helping companies. <clears throat> so for Amazon, are these? Are these basically people that have their own brands that they sell on Amazon and you help them get trademarked to protect them? Yeah, so it's basically private label sellers. So you like open your store on Amazon, uh, you create a listing, you start selling like a particular product and that listing has a name, that's your brand. Uh, and uh, we file uh, trademarks for the same name I mean, obviously, if it's registrable, and then it helps our clients to get in the brand registry, um, to get you know, to, to get like better access, um, to be able to edit their listing, uh, to be able to create a store. So that's why they need a trademark. I mean, just if we're talking just about Amazon, but obviously having a trademark gives you like lots of other like benefits yeah. and advantages. Um, but yeah, many of our clients file a trademark because Amazon requires them to file it. Like for the purposes of getting in the brand registry uh, and also transparency program. So you do need a trademark because there are a lot of, well, cam artists on Amazon and they try to hijack your listing. Uh, and the only way to deal with them is to register your own trademark, uh, put the trademark on the products, you know, make everything legal, uh, protect yourself. Uh, and, you know, you should be able to enforce the trademark with Amazon, like especially after it registers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not not everyone does it, unfortunately, but we're working on that. Well, you know, Anita, let's help them. So can you share with me your top 10 reasons why if they don't get a trademark, if they don't get a trademark, what could happen or what they could lose? Well, I think like the biggest benefit of registering, actually there are so many of them, but the biggest one is to be able to enforce your rights easier because once your trademark is registered, your rights are presumed. They have been checked by the trademarks office. Your trademark is visible in the database, the trademark name, the country, the list of products. So if you find that a competitor started using like a similar trademark for similar services, similar products. You can write a cease and desist letter, rely on your registered trademark, send a copy of your registered trademark to them and ask them to stop nicely. And usually that works because you have a registered trademark you can rely on. You send a cease and desist. Uh, you told them that you will sue them if they don't comply. And well, 
I don't know, 95 to 99% of clients will comply because no one wants to be sued, especially if they know that, okay, this uh, company actually registered their trademark, they have all the rights, uh, and I'm actually like infringing on their trademark. So most of the people will comply. No one wants to get in trouble. Uh, another benefit, another really cool benefit uh, is that when your trademark is filed or registered, it appears in the public database, the trademarks office database. So um, when a business is starting out and they're like picking a name, they usually check, okay, is it registrable? Like is it a good name? So they check internet, they check social media, they check the domain name. Uh, and well, clever people will check the trademarks office database of the relevant country. So if it's like, if they plan to operate in the US, they will check the USPTO database. Canada, they will check the Canadian database. And if the trademark is identical or very similar, it will appear in the trademark search, even in like a very basic search. So hopefully it will, you know, it will make that person pick another name and you don't have to do anything. You just filed it. The trademark is there and that's it. But even if you haven't, let's say, even if uh, that person wasn't very clever or they decided, oh, I still want to file, or maybe they haven't noticed, the trademarks office will then because they will do the clearance search. They will notice, oh, like an earlier trademark was filed for very similar products. Okay, we're not going to approve this trademark and they will issue a refusal. And then that person will have to explain how their trademark is different. And if it's really close, the products are really close, they will get, you know, denied. The trademark will not register. And of course, uh, it makes it easier for you to like to franchise your business, to give a license to somebody, uh, like the trademarks are like in the US and Canada, they're federal. So they're valid like all across the country, uh, which is really cool. So yeah, so those are the benefits. I mean, there are many others. And for Amazon, uh, I think uh, it's a huge benefit that you can get in the brand registry. Uh, you can uh, like for your listing, you can uh, add videos to your listing. You can add additional photographs. You can add like bullet point description. You can add uh, like longer description. And the coolest thing is that you can create a store. So you can create your own store. So when uh, potential customers click on your brand, on your listing, instead of uh, getting a random page, they go to your actual store where they see your other products. So what it does, it, in, it increases your own sales. So I think it's no brainer that it, it, it makes sense to register a trademark. Pilot. So it's safe to say that the, the, the number one benefit or the number one reason someone would get a trademark is to protect their brand from losing their name or identity, correct? Yes, 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 absolutely. It, it helps your clients, your customers to identify you, to find you. Uh, because what happens, like how we usually like, like, pick a particular product or how we find the product, like especially if we bought it once, we just remember the name of the product. Like we don't really care uh, how the company is called. Uh, we just remember the name or that appear in the product, that appear in the packaging, and that's the, that's the trademark because the company name uh, can be completely different. But the trademark is, is, is your, like basically it's your identity. It's how your identity. customers find you, how they remember you. That's why it's so important to pick a unique name. If the name is not unique, uh, then there may be a competitor with a similar name, and that will lead to confusion because customers may be confused into thinking that they found yeah. you, but instead they found your competitor. But because memory is not perfect, 
they may not remember like all the differences or the exact name. That's why the the more unique uh, the name is, uh, the better it is for you, like in the long run. Uh, but in the short run, it's more difficult, like from the marketing perspective, um, to make it work. Like for example, if you sell supplements, you know this craze about keto diet, not eating, you know, carbs. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you sell supplements that help with keto diet and you call them like uh, green keto or um, green keto supplements, it's really not unique. The name is not unique. So if somebody uh, sold supplements and they were called like uh, green health supplements, I mean, customers may be confused. They may think, okay, that's the same company because, I mean, there is no unique identifier. There is no unique and distinctive word in this name. Green keto and supplements, they're all descriptive. And health is also descriptive. Um, so it's, it's best to add a unique word, stand out. But yes, uh, in, in the short run, it may be a little bit more difficult to, you know, to work because you have to, well, you have to do the additional work. You, know, you have to do the marketing work, the, you know, the CEO work on your website. You have to promote your business more. Uh, but in the long run, it does work. Yeah. It's like, you know, you work so hard on your brand. You develop it, you spend money on marketing, you spend money on staff, you know, advertising. And without a trademark, all of a sudden you find out that there's been another company operating under your nose, you know, the whole time. And you have to change your name now, right? Like that could be a big shock. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you spend money on, you know, uh, opening up a company, you know, developing like a website, you know, um, producing like a product, or like uh, making all these photographs, uh, you should spend the money on, you know, getting the trademark, like protect your IP. Because nowadays it's all about the brand. I think it's it's, yeah. it's more about the reputation, the brand, the like, uh, you know, after the purchase care, the service, uh, the reviews, people read that. So it, I think brand is becoming more and more important uh, because usually that's, that's, that's usually all we have. I mean, especially all service providers. I mean, that's all we have. I mean, we have a reputation. We have a business name. Uh, we have our reviews. We know that, okay, we have clients who are happy. Uh, clients come to us because they remember who we are. Uh, that's it. That's that's our brand. Um, so it's really important to protect it by, you know, registering the trademark like in all countries where you plan to operate, or at least in your uh, key country. Yeah. So can you outline the the steps that you take with a client? Like if someone, you know, has a company, they're running a company and they were thinking about approaching you, what would they expect? Uh, yes. Yeah, so first of all, we, well, we do ask them uh, like what business they're in. Like we ask them to tell us about the business. Like we ask them like why they need the trademarks because I want to hear it from the client. Uh, well, <laughs> many of our clients, unfortunately, think that they only need a trademark because Amazon told them so, but it's not <laughs> It's not the only reason, obviously. Uh, so, but we want to know why they need a trademark, where they want to file. Uh, we explain then, like, in what country they have to file, like, if they sell on Amazon. Um, then we ask, like, what the trademark name is. Uh, we, if they sell on Amazon, we ask for the listing, so for the link to the listing, so we look at the products, uh, and then we do the initial trademark search. So we do this initial search uh, in the trademarks office database 
to make sure that there are no identical or very similar trademarks. Uh, because usually, like when I talk to a client, even during like our initial call, I would like I like to give them this feedback if it's like I, I can't tell them if it's registrable, but I can tell them if if it's unregisterable. So I can do a very quick search, like while we're talking, and tell them, oh, your trademark is not registrable. I can see a very close trademark or an identical trademark. Uh, so that's it. I mean. Basically, we can't file like in this country. Let's say, yeah. like for example, Canada. We can't file in Canada. There is an identical trademark, or it's like an extremely close one. Uh, so, if it's unregisterable, a client has a few options. Uh, well, if re- if rebranding is an option, if it's just like very early stage, or they are just like picking a name, like at this point, it's best to rebrand. And pick a name that's registrable. That's the best. But sometimes okay. it's not possible. So let's say the client already sells, or they have like lots of stock with this trademark printed on the stock or like on the products. Oh, they don't want to rebrand because they don't want to. Some clients are really stubborn. Yeah. That's fine. In this case, yes, of course, we we warn them like about the potential risks of using this trademark. Like it may be considered trademark infringement. Uh, I would also explain that it all comes to the question of who started using this particular trademark first, because there are common law rights. So um, if our clients started using their trademark first, uh, that's good. They can continue using it. Uh, But if this other trademark that we found, if they have earlier use, uh, if we know this, uh, then it's a problem. Like it may become a huge problem later and we try to discourage them from like using this name. Uh, if, let's say, if we don't know and they they understand the risks that potentially it may be a problem, uh, but they still want to file, then we would recommend to file with a unique logo. So develop a unique image uh, and add it to the words and then file for the combined logo. So it will be logo and plus the words together in one large file uh, and we'll file it as a combined mark uh, and we'll hope that it will make it more registrable. But of course, it will also require the client to, you know, add that new logo on the product. So it's still rebranding in a way. Uh, if that's not an option, but if, for example, they want to get uh, like an Amazon brand registry, then uh, we would recommend to file in another country where the trademark is registrable. Like, for example, uh, like a German trademark is really easy to get. It takes two to three weeks and it will give you access to the brand registry, like permanent access to the brand registry. Uh, and it's also like a pretty easy country. Or UK, uh, if they sell in the US, we can uh, we can file in the US. I mean, it's a very complicated country to register in. Um, but if they, for example, if they plan to sell on Amazon.com, then it's a country to file in. Um, Basically, those are the steps. So let's say we decided they want to file in Germany. They don't want to rebrand. They understand the risks. Uh, and then we ask our client to like buy one of our packages. Uh, and once a package is purchased, then we do a comprehensive search. So we check again closer to the filing to make sure that nothing new has appeared. We check for similar trademarks. I so we do that. like yeah, more thorough search. Uh, because usually, like let's say I talk to you. You disappear, you go and think about this for like two months, then you come back and say, I'm ready. I mean, this time gap, two months, is really dangerous because, like, what if you know, somebody you filed? You never know who can just take it, right? Yeah, somebody filed and you still rely on old search results. So we check again before the filing. 
And then we, you know, we ask all the questions we need to ask about the, who will be the owner of the trademark, like what you will sell, what other products you think you will sell. Uh, we prepare the application and then we submit it. And basically, then the that, then the actual work begins because then we just need to wait until we get the first reaction from the trademarks office. Like in Germany, it's very quick, like one to two weeks. Uh, and like the whole process takes like up to three months. You, sometimes we get a trademark registered in two weeks. In the UK, European Union, it, the whole process takes up to four months. Uh, in the US, it's about 18 months, like in Australia, 14. And Canada is the champion. It takes about three and a half years um, to register trademark. Um, so it's not recommended to file a trademark that's not registrable or it's that's problematic because you can just... You'll spend all this money, you'll file, and then you'll wait for a long time only to, to learn that it's unregisterable or like problematic. Uh, but yeah, that's our goal, really. We do try to file for trademarks that are registrable from the beginning because it makes our clients happy. They get a registered trademark. It makes us happy. We do less work responding to objections. Uh, and basically, yeah, everyone is happy. But the worst thing that, uh, you know, that can be done is to, you know, uh, tell a client, oh, yes, don't worry, we'll get your trademark registered, just pay us the money and we'll get it done, because it's misleading, right? Uh, so we, we try to tell them and we do tell them when it's problematic, we tell them like honestly up front and before like any work is done, uh, because it's, their own, it's in their own interests. Because when the trademark is unregisterable or problematic, I mean, it, we usually know this, um, but it's not obvious. I mean, it's not really obvious uh, like to our clients. I don't even what remember you what you asked me. Sorry, you. I just, I just ramble. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. That's good. <laughs> what, what, what do you feel that your innermost superpower is that got you to this point? Superpower. Well, I think it's uh, giving birth to my third child when I realized <laughs> that I can't go to office anymore and I'm just sick and tired of like uh, working in a law firm. Uh, and I just, and I've never really had like a business like this before. But I thought I would give it a try. Uh, and it's just the pleasure of working from home, uh, the pleasure of being able to, you know, hire the best people who also all work from home. Now, it doesn't surprise anyone. But when I started uh, five and a half years ago, it, it was like a big shock. I had a client who uh, called me and said, Anita, I'm in front of your office in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. And there is no one here. I said, I'm sorry. I actually, it's, we, I don't really work there. It's just an office that I can use, but yeah. I'm not there. But it was a big shock. But yeah, I think it's the pleasure of being able to work with the best people, uh, to be able to connect with our clients, to learn about their business. Uh, it really fascinates me, like, uh, you know, to hear the stories of our clients, like, uh, you know, the story of their success and sometimes, well, sometimes yeah, failure. Me too. Uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I would never be able to go back to the office life, uh, you know, just sitting in a cubicle or like in an, in an office. Yeah, it's it's different. But I, I mean, of it's course, amazing. you're afraid first. You yeah, get like, it's uh, 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 working from home or virtual is the productivity level just uh, skyrockets. But it actually depends on the person too, right? Like some people are a lot more productive in the office environment than in, at home. But like for you, for me, for example, like it, it couldn't be better. Like I, I absolutely love 
love the virtual lifestyle. You know, I can go anywhere, right? Like I can, I'm not confined anywhere. So yeah, Yeah, you can work from any place, really. You can travel. No one will even know. Uh, But I mean, I guess like one of the drawbacks is that like I never have a vacation, never. Even if I'm on vacation, I still work like at least three hours a day. I still have to work. I still have to check emails. I mean, I still have to maybe, you know, there are some issues to resolve. Uh, I'm never like off. That's, well, that's the downside. But obviously there are so many benefits that they outweigh the negatives. Yeah, and and also, you know, it it depends on how we we look at it as well because, you know, if work becomes fun, then, you know, vacation is fun, but then work is also fun. So if you're incorporating work into a vacation, you're just adding another fun thing to do, you know? Like, it just depends on how much you love what you do, right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, my goal is to... Uh, like work reasonable hours because when I started I was I was working like 12 to 14 hours every day and that's not sustainable yeah. and now that like decreased substantially so the goal is to have you know like work-life balance um, have some time off and some like uh, like for example I never work on Sunday I try to take like at least one day completely off um, but sometimes I still, you know, open my computer and say, okay, like, let's see, let's check the emails. Let's see what happened. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy, I really enjoy working with, the, you know, right. uh, business owners, like, you know, Amazon sellers. Uh, we have a, like a lot of clients who are like in the crypto business who sell marijuana in Canada, for example. And I really enjoy learning about all these new industries. Yeah. Like every day I learn some new yeah, things and sometimes when i talk to clients and like i had a client who started explaining to me about like nfts at that point i had no idea i had to google it because i was so embarrassed i didn't know but then he told me all about the, you know nfts and it was like really fascinating because you just learn yeah. so many like new cool relevant and like things that are like up to date uh yeah that's what that's what drives me i think well i can i can definitely relate to that and i I want to say thank you, Anita, for taking the time to come on our show. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. And, you know, like I mentioned, I relate to what you're saying about learning from others and what they're doing and the type of businesses and the innovations is just, I don't know, it's a very special feeling. I I completely get what you mean. And I I just wanted to say thank you for, for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. Thank you so much. And audience, appreciate you guys as well. Thank you for participating in another episode of Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Uh, continue the sharing, engaging um, uh, reviews. Love them. And check out the guest uh, uh, videos and get in touch. See what they're doing. Like Anita's show notes. At the bottom, we'll have all her information. Check out her website. Check out her service. I've used her service before, so I can say that the experience was good. Um, very detail-oriented, very detailed information when you ask for something. Uh, she's very punctual. You know, I noticed that when she said she was going to do something, she was always around that mark. Um, communication was great. Her team members as well. I just wanted to share my feedback from my experience working with Anita. If you're looking at a, a, a company that you love and you're growing, 
definitely check out Trademark because you want to make sure you protect that beautiful name that you have created and the business you created. Again, thank you. And thank you so much, Anita. Thank you, Shahid. Thank you.